Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kaffler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist confidence coach, and you've got episode number 11. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me here for another episode of Perimenopology. Before we get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my upcoming free webinar and discussion called Rethinking Body Image, Diet, and Weight Loss in Perimenopause. It's happening January 24th, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. During this discussion, I'll be answering questions like, why do many folks gain weight around the perimenopausal transition? Why do we become riddled with panic and anxiety when we think about gaining weight as we move through perimenopause? What does it mean to be quote unquote healthy? In our culture, why is quote unquote health universally conflated with having a smaller body? How can we begin to think about it differently so we can develop the confidence to know our own unique and amazing worth and total badassery that have nothing to do with the size of our body? And how do we want to think about all of this on purpose so we can live our best lives? At the end, I'll be offering coaching on this topic for anybody who wants to be coached. I'll get through as many people as time allows. Yes, there will be a replay, but if you want to take advantage of the free coaching or be part of the conversation, you have to attend live. To sign up, you're going to head to michellecavler.com forward slash wait. That's W-E-I-G-H-T to save your spot today. That's michellecavler.com forward slash wait. I'll post the link in the show notes so you can click it easily. And just to say, if you're listening to this sometime in the future, you can find the replay in the Perimenopause Body Image Confidence Starter Kit. To get free access to that, you can head to michellecaplet.com forward slash starter or find the link in the show notes. So let's talk about when it feels like your body is betraying you. I am going to talk about this topic generally and thematically, but I want to tell you a little story first about something that's been happening in my body lately when it comes to my sex life. I consider myself to be a person who is very comfortable with my sexuality. I was lucky enough to grow up in a sex-positive household. I mean, as much as that can be true growing up in the 80s and 90s. And for those of you who don't know what sex positive means, my personal definition is that sex positivity supports all sex and sexual expressions as long as it's consensual, without shame, or judgment. And as my colleague Tynan Rea says, you don't yuck someone else's yum. And I would add a further bit, which is that we don't want to yuck our own yum either, which is something that a lot of us do when we're socialized as women. Sometimes we want something or like something that we judge ourselves for, and we make ourselves wrong for wanting it. I was saying before, I actually have a pretty good relationship with my sexuality. Even the quirky stuff I'm into, I mean, let's be honest, actually, especially the quirky stuff I'm into, and it's always been a solid part of my identity. I identify as a person who likes sex, communicates well during sex, knows how to get what she wants and needs during sex, and is creative and curious about sex. Identifying in that way makes me feel good. It makes me connected to myself. But I've been noticing something in the last few months that's been happening physically. I've been noticing some changes in the landscape of things and my vaginal tissues and the environment down there, even if I'm really turned on. Even if I'm really into what I'm doing, both solo or with my partner, 
even if everything that's going on is an ecstatic fuck yes for me, I've been getting some dryness. Things just don't get as wet as they used to or as easily, which makes penetration feel kind of burny for me sometimes, which doesn't feel great. It takes me a little bit longer to warm up and I need to use more lube than I used to. And I noticed something last week that I hadn't been conscious of before, which is that when the burning would come up during sex, I would actually not take the option of letting my partner know that I needed to take a small break and add a little bit more lube. Or if I did, I would only ask for lube one time and not a second time. There were a lot of these limits that I was putting on myself. And I would just put up with the burning. Sometimes I would eventually get fully warmed up and it was okay. And sometimes I would just put up with it and feel uncomfortable the whole time. And last week, after a particularly uncomfortable session, I decided to ask myself why I was doing this. It's not like I'm a person who's fearful of asking for what I need in the context of sex. So why was I not just adding more lube so it could feel good for me? So after some deep reflection, I came to the conclusion as I realized that if I was experiencing dryness or burning and needing more lube than I was used to, I was actually making it mean that I wasn't as into it, that I couldn't get there quickly enough, that there was something wrong with me because I needed extra lube, and that it somehow made me less than or a bad partner. And of course, intellectually, I know exactly what's going on. The decrease in vaginal elasticity and self-lubrication is a normal part of the perimenopausal transition and of aging in general. And it's a physiological change that happens in most humans with vulvas and vaginas. And I'm coming to the age where it can start to happen slowly or quickly due to hormonal shifts. And as a healthcare provider with over a decade of experience in the area of reproductive health, I know this. And yet, I was making it all mean that I was somehow doing it wrong or that something was wrong with me because my body was changing. And it was seriously bumping up against this identity that I had of myself of somebody who was carefree and confident when it comes to sex and that it was just easy for me or that it was supposed to be. And of course, these unconscious thoughts can enter the brains of many people socialized as women because we're told that our youth and our sexuality are our most valuable currency in life. And those things are what make us worthy as humans. It felt like my body was betraying me and my body was no longer in congruence with how I thought of myself in the context of sex and how I saw myself and how I identified. So now that I've unwound this a little bit, there have been a few keys to unwinding all of this for myself. And just to say, I'm going to present the Coles notes versions of what happened in my brain, but I also want you to know that this outcome came from a lot of deep reflection conversations with myself and my partner and some coaching and therapy in there too, obviously. So I'm going to tell you exactly the path I took to get to where I am now. The first thing, of course, although maybe not obvious to all, was acceptance. Yep, my body is changing. Perimenopause is like a second puberty. A lot happens and we don't talk about what's normal almost ever. So, of course, my brain assumed that something was going wrong. Brains like it when things don't change. They like it when things are predictable. So simply accepting that my body was changing was huge for me. And I didn't have to celebrate it or even like it at first. It was just accepting the reality of what was going on as a part of normal human physiology. But when we resist the reality of something that's happening that's largely out of our control, 
we create a lot of negative emotions for ourselves. And for me, it was a whole lot of anxiety, which as you can probably guess, is not conducive to orgasms or pleasure or enjoying myself during sex. So that was the first thing. The second thing was untangling this conflation of the way my body was quote unquote behaving and my worthiness as a human or a partner, because the two of them don't actually have anything to do with one another. A change in the way my body is functioning does not make me a poor partner. And of course, when I say this out loud, it's pretty obvious, especially if you think about it from the perspective of what if my dear friend or sister was saying this about themselves and their changing body? We often find it easier to find compassion for those that we love or hold dear. But in the moment, it was really easy to think, I'm a bad wife because I can't quote unquote perform the way that I used to. God forbid that I might need to ask my partner to pause and take 30 seconds to apply more lube so that we can both enjoy this experience. Again, saying it out loud, it sounds silly to think anything other than that. But in the moment, the unconscious and socialized message of avoiding being too loud or too emotional or too inconvenient or too in the way It's automatic and well-practiced and thereby default in most of our brains. So that was the second thing. And the third thing was asking myself, what if this could actually have a simple solution? What would that look like? And the answer for me was, and by the way, it took me a while to get here, but I ended up at this answer. And it was just use more lube and choose on purpose not to make it mean that I'm a bad lover or a bad partner or that something's going wrong. Just ask for more lube. And another option for me or something that I decided to think about was that sometimes I'm just not up for penetration and I can decide on purpose to recognize that we are socialized and conditioned to believe that penetrative sex is the ultimate sex act. But know that that isn't actually true. Humans have sex for all sorts of reasons, including wanting closeness and fun and pleasure, and we can achieve all of those things without penetration if we don't get in our own way by telling ourselves that we're doing it wrong. So what if it could be as simple as switching things up and just not making it mean that we're quote unquote bad in bed? So I want to talk about another example of this. And maybe my example is applicable to you because maybe your sex life is fine. And that's amazing. One thing that commonly comes up quite frequently with my patients and clients is a change or redistribution or increase of weight or fat or adipose tissue on the body. So, you know, to put it simply, gaining weight in places that you don't want to gain weight. Folks who are in the perimenopausal transition often experience this, particularly around the midsection. And in other words, to put it simply, they gain belly fat. The idea of which is laden with culturally based judgment and biases and all sorts of labeling, especially when you present as or identify as a woman. If our pants are no longer fitting in the same way because we have more belly fat, we make it mean all sorts of awful things about ourselves, that we have no self-control or that we're lazier, that we don't care that we're quote unquote letting ourselves go. We say all of these things to ourselves, even though the reality is that body fat redistribution is in fact a normal part of this physiological change that happens in perimenopause. And maybe the quote-unquote health practices, so the diets or the exercise protocols or the lifestyle adjustments that we used to use to maintain a particular body size or shape might no longer produce the same results at a particular output or effort of time and energy. So applying those steps that I previously described before in my relationship to my sex life. One, 
how can I work on accepting that this is a normal change happening in my body? I don't have to celebrate it or like it, but how can I accept it and not resist reality? Number two, how can I untangle this conflation with the way my body is quote unquote behaving and my worthiness as a human or a partner? Because the two of them don't actually have anything to do with one another. And three, asking myself, what if this could actually have a simple solution? What would that look like? How can I get creative here? And speaking from personal experience, as somebody who has noticed this belly fat thing happening in my own body, I personally just decided to buy some different pants and choose intentionally not to make it mean that I was wrong or doing it wrong or somehow failing. I just bought some different pants so I could be comfortable in my clothes, period. So my question for you, my friend, is in what way are you thinking that your body is betraying you? Is it sex or belly fat like me? Is it hot flashes or mood swings or sleep issues? How can you ask yourself the three questions that I mentioned today? I want to hear from you. Head over to Michelle Kapler on Instagram and send me a note, or better yet, book a free consultation with me so you can learn more about how I can help you feel better about yourself and your body as you move through this transition. Head to michellekapler.com and click on work with me to book your free consultation today. Okay, friends, I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye for now. If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person. Or if you want help managing your mind around the perimenopausal transition and supercharging your self-confidence and body image, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecrackler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.